just between you and me. Are other people necessary? Just think about this. I was asked yesterday, uh, of course, this is recorded well in advance, but my yesterday, how I could get along with a particular person, and that person disagrees with me on a great many things, and I with them. And I said, well, because we're allowed to disagree, but they're still a person, and they're a good person. And the individual I was having lunch with said, you need to do a Monday morning message about this. Well, I know that these little short things will not fix the planet, but maybe they'll help you get through a particularly rough patch right now, or maybe get you past a memory. Here's the deal. I married an interior designer, and we've been married for 43 years. We're very different about a great many things. But one of the things that is really obvious is that when I walk into a room, I don't see that that place needs a table. And on that table, I don't think that table needs this thing. And by the way, another color of something with a different texture over there. All I know is that when I walk into my home, it's, it's lovely, it's comfortable, it feels right. Now, that's not something I could do. It's something which my wife can do. So what does this have to do with disagreement? Oh, a lot. Because there are times that my wife will need me to take her to a place uh, where she's going to look at stuff. And then she's going to say, this would be great here, there, or the other. And my response for years uh, used to come out. It still happens inside. She knows this. There's no state secret. Is why do we need that? You know, why? I don't know what that does. What does it do? Which is a guy question, I guess. Although I've met an awful lot of guy designers and they're doing just great. So maybe it's just Patrick's failing to see the potentials in a room or to see the fun in a window treatment, which I've learned to call window treatment, not stuff blocking the light. All of these things are very different, but we have other different skills and, and sets. But the thing is, I, I just want to bring this down. If I were to argue my point with my wife that this is an unnecessary expense, it doesn't do enough to justify its presence. It's just another thing to dust or any of this. I, I wouldn't have as happy a marriage, perhaps, but that's not my point. I wouldn't have as beautiful a home. If people were like me, homes would not be beautiful. But I like a beautiful home. My wife is um, a woman of, of great talent, and she has family, and sometimes she travels to see family or to do a job. When she's away, I just basically eat something heated up from the single meal aisle at Kroger or Publix, one of the grocery stores about. I doesn't bother me. I'm fine. I've never really been a food person. You know, um, well, I, I like cake because I'm, I'm a good human being and all good human beings like cake. But you get the point. I don't think, ooh, I, I need to try out the new restaurant in town. It's just not an issue for me. However, when my wife is home, I'll look down at my plate and there's some really inventive, fantastic tasting things that I would never have if I were not married to her.
do I then understand that we need to go to this market to buy these vegetables and we need, no, not all the time. But because we're different, I'm blessed. Because somebody sees the world in a different way, I'm blessed. Well, this happens also with theology. I'll read books by people that uh, some of them I really know. Most of the time I track with this person. I will probably be in agreement with this person. Others I, I pretty much know I'm not going to be in agreement with. And then there are others that I just know I'm going to learn something from this fella uh, or from this woman. Whoever wrote it, this is a, this, these people always find a way to teach me something. All of these people are very different from me, and that is why they bless me. If we were all the same politically feeling on everything, we would end up voting for laws that then would become a real brutalist dictatorship because everybody has to agree with us. We don't like the division uh, it seems like no matter what time of year you're in anymore, it's election season. And it, it gets old and tiresome, and I get all of this. But because there are different voices and none of us get our own way, there's more freedom than there would be if everybody thought like you. After a while, by the way, and I, I'm not going to unroll this because it would take probably an hour to, and some graphs to show you. But I want you to think about this. If everybody thought exactly like you on all political points and laws, you would eventually find yourself trapped and you would want to change the laws. Think about it. Give it some time. You, don't, you would not want to live in a world where you're the dictator. After a while, you wouldn't be able to get, and we're talking about a dictator has to live by the same laws. We all know that in the real world, dictators are, are the rich ones that don't have to worry about the laws, but you know what I'm talking about. We need the difference. Where two people agree about everything, one of them is unnecessary. We need people. They are necessary because they are different. When I drive through our uh, housing development, it's a standard middle class, middle Tennessee housing development as an HOA. So there are rules about what you can put out front and what can be seen from the road. But the people do very different things within the scope of those rules. And they'll put out different flowers or no flowers, or they'll put out this kind of grass or a different kind of grass, or they'll plant some trees or they won't. It, it's all different. And so as you drive around, it's visually interesting. And there are pops of color that's a phrase I've learned from my designer wife. If I lived alone, I wouldn't be planting flowers. It's just one more thing for me to have to do. When my wife's out of town, she knows she has to remind me every day, water the flowers. 43 years, every day. Why? Because I don't think about flowers unless I'm driving by them or walking around and go, oh, that's pretty. We need the differences to give us variety, even with music, it's maybe especially with music and art. We need the differences. I don't really get Jackson Pollock stuff. I don't get modern art stuff, but I'm not opposed to it. You see, you could be a fanatic loving that 
and I say, I don't really care for it. You don't have to defend your love of modern art, and I don't have to defend my love of basic representational art, everything from Monet to Raphael to um, Norman Rockwell. I don't have to defend that. We're two different people. Of course we're going to like different things, and of course we're going to feel different ways. If I've if you were to grab my iPhone and go through all of my music, you'd find that predominantly it is acoustic music. And there'll be a lot of people that are were well known for making acoustic back in the day, uh, such as a, you know, a Cat Stevens or John Denver or Gordon Lightfoot, some of those, but also acoustic people of today, like Tommy Emmanuel and, and the like. So that will drive some people right up the wall. My wife loves contemporary Christian music, and I've just never been able to get into it. Don't be upset. I am necessary because I am not you. You are necessary because you are not me. We need the different musics out there. The fact is, some of the songs that my wife then really loves find their way into our worship because I look at them and I go, that's a brilliant song. So am I now going to turn on that station? No, no. I'll let other people enjoy that, and I won't make them listen to what I listen to either. We'll have, a, we'll have an agreement that we are both necessary, and therefore our opinions are going to differ. Necessary people buy different kinds of clothes. They buy different kinds of cars. They drive in different ways. They raise their children different, but that's okay because their children are themselves different. They go to different churches, or they, like our safe harbor, may go to the soundstage every so often, but they mainly prefer doing house churches or being by themselves. And that way they can listen or they can sing without being seen by others. For some of you, that would drive you crazy. For others, it's why they're not crazy. Both of you are necessary people. If it were not for people who disagreed with me, I would have never learned what I know today. They had to show me where I was wrong about things, and I have been wrong about theology, sociology, psychology, uh, character issues. I have been wrong about anything you want to just, just name a thing. I've found a way to be wrong about it. I'm very skilled in finding new and creative ways of being wrong about things. But you know, when I bump up against somebody who has the necessary spirit, information, character, and skills to teach me and show me where I was wrong, it changes me for the better. And now I know something better. I know something right rather than knowing something wrong. It's a blessing. People who you disagree with are the ones who can teach you. And one of the things they can teach you is that you can still disagree with somebody and think they're a very necessary person. They're, we're glad they're here. At our safe harbor, we have really irritated a lot of people by saying that we're not going to judge you. You're welcome. And if you disagree with us about anything, it's all right. If you're not a part of a religious community at all and not even sure that God exists, but you want to walk along with us, you're very welcome and you'll never be made fun of. And we won't be telling jokes about this or that community or this or that faith. We don't do that. 
And that really upsets those who believe we need to be more narrow here. Well, I disagree. But those people help me by reminding me that there are standards in the universe. And while I don't think that they're the same as their standards, it's good to be reminded that there are standards. And I think I'm good for them because they need to remember as they're imposing their standards that God is a God of love and that the word grace is a real word and something he's very interested in. We need people to our left and to our right. We need old people. We need young. It amazes me. Uh, my grandsons are being raised uh, without living their life looking at screens, which I find just amazing. And they can pick up a ball and find ways all day long to be amused and laughing and joyful and do it again tomorrow. Now, I never had that ability. Uh, I find I can imagine inside my head and be very, very happy. Uh, timeout never worked for me. If they put me in a corner and said you had to sit there for two hours, cool. I had places to go in my head. Um, I was a little sad when it was over, frankly, and then I had to go re-engage. But what I'm trying to get at is they find a way to enjoy their life. Now, do they then go around and talk about those stupid kids that have to see screens? No. No. Everybody's necessary. It's why you're here. So I want you to try an experiment. Do the one thought experiment I've already brought up, and that is if the law was, and if all politics were exactly what you thought, would you be able to stand living in it? And I, I want you to play with that. If you're watching with small groups, as I know that scores and scores and scores of you are doing all over the states and, and the world, talk this out. Get a sheet of paper. Figure out why you would then end up hating living in the world of your own creation. But there's another thought experiment I want you to do. I want you to think of the people that disagree with you most. With me, they, they often turn themselves in by sending me emails or uh, links to post attacking us in our church. Okay. What you think about them? And then think, what can I learn from them? There will be a positive. You will find it if you look for it. And I really wish that when I was in eighth grade, I had memorized what I had read. But I read a bit of wisdom in a book about Yiddish wisdom. And I don't read or speak Yiddish. This was all translated. But it was from evidently a famous rabbi back in the day who said that he learns from every person he meets. He learns from the young about energy and creativity. He learns from the old about patience and the need to accept your reality. He learns from a blind man. He learns from a rich man. And he goes through this whole long list. And I really wish I'd spend another five minutes and memorize the thing. But it hit me with such force that everybody can teach me something. Everybody is worth something. Everybody is necessary. And even if we disagree, even if we can't be in community, because the disagreement is so deep that one of us is unable to be engaged with the other, we don't write them off. We don't disvalue them. We don't attack them because they are necessary. And so are you. You're meant to be here. 
your DNA will never show up here again. You are unique. You are ready. You're in position to be you. And if you and I disagree, you need to know that will not lessen my love for you in one little bit because you're necessary. And my father is your father. Have a great week.